You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 120. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. So do you think you should weigh in every single day if you're trying to lose weight? Do you think you should weigh in every week? Do you think you should weigh in every month? Or do you think you should throw your scale away? It's a question I get all the time. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. If I were to put into Google right now, how often should you weigh in to help you with weight loss? I would find just as many responses that say daily as monthly or never or weekly. And that's often what you're gonna find when you're looking up any subject matter. There's a lot of information out there on the internet, and it's important that you go with the most valid, reliable source as possible. So today we are gonna talk a little bit, or a lot of it, I should say, about weighing in. Should you use the scale? Should you do it daily, weekly, monthly, or never? Is it gonna help you lose weight? Is it gonna help prevent you from gaining weight? And I'm gonna take some research that was presented in Chicago at the American Heart Association scientific sessions just last year. So it's the most up-to-date that I've been able to find. And I'm also gonna tell you a little secret about how often I weigh in. But all of that is coming up right after what apparently is a lot of people's favorite part of the Earn That Body podcast. Do you know what it is? Well, let's find out. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Yes, the Eagle's Eye on Health. People email me and say, oh, how I love that initial segment you do each week on the podcast where I get to learn some little tidbit of news or something new going on in health, fitness, and nutrition. And today... I got this from actually the Berkeley School of Public Health. It's a newsletter, and it's it's just a really good question that I think nobody talks about ever, and we all just assume we know, even though we don't really necessarily know. And the question is, when the label on a drug says take with food, does that actually mean you should take it before, during, or after you eat a meal? And what's that time frame? And how much food? So isn't that kind of funny? It's something that we probably all have seen a dozen times if we take medication and there's never really, generally it won't say exactly how much unless it's a very specific medication. So I thought this was a really good valid question that might just make you think the next time you have to take something and it says take with food. What it says is that the instruction is given if a drug is better absorbed when accompanied by food or if the drug for example, antibiotics or pain relievers, is less likely to cause stomach upset when there's food in the stomach. So that's generally why they want you to have food with certain medications. Now, as far as absorption goes, you can take the drug right before, right after, or while you're eating any amount of food. This is true for the prevention of stomach upset as well, but taking the drug right after a full meal is usually the most effective for helping stomach upset. So if you have that sensitive stomach at all, you definitely wanna take that medication after a full meal. Now you can keep things simple and always take drugs right after a full meal, or you can see which timing and amount of food works for you. So that basically means, you know, everybody's different. There's 
some stomachs are a lot more sensitive. So, and some drugs, just so you know, should be taken on an empty stomach, which generally means one hour before eating or two hours after eating. So you got that? If your drug says take on an empty stomach one hour before eating or two hours after. And other than that, you can pretty much always take it after or like they just said, you can kind of play with it and see when, you know, can you take it before, an hour before, right before the meal, whatever works with your stomach. Always for the specific information about the best way for a particular drug, uh, you wanna always ask your pharmacist, make sure you always read the medication label as well. But I thought that was just kind of a good thing to know. When should you take it? When it says take with food. There you go, and there you have it. Now let's get back to our prime topic today. It's definitely a big topic this time of year. We are uh, currently in January 2019. We're a few weeks in. We're almost done with that first month. And let's see, people are on the weight loss journey because of lots of New Year's resolutions, right? Which is great. I'm, I'm not one of those people who's gonna say, don't make New Year's resolutions. It's great and it's so funny that you know, weight losing weight is probably the number one New Year's resolution out there. So with that, we have so many people right now asking me, my clients, even you know people hear my podcast, they see me on TV, I get a lot of emails and sometimes they'll say, so how often should I actually weigh in on a scale? And some people say, oh, I threw my scale out years ago, should I buy one? What should we do? Well, daily weighing may actually be helping with weight loss goals, apparently, according to some new studies. People who don't weigh themselves at all or rarely were less likely to lose weight than those who weighed themselves often, according to research to be presented in Chicago at the American Heart Association scientific sessions that actually happened in 2018. So they're actually saying, Daily weighing in seemed to help. Researchers examined the self-weighing patterns of over 1,000 adults and whether there were differences in weight change by these self-weighing patterns over a 12-month period. The participants weighed themselves at home as they normally would without interventions, guidance, or weight loss incentives from the researchers. So really all they had to do was just weigh in. Now. Researchers identified several categories of self-weighing adults, from those that weighed themselves daily or almost daily to adults who never used at-home scales ever. They found that people who never weighed themselves or only weighed once a week did not lose weight in the following year. Those that weighed themselves six to seven times a week had a significant weight loss, 1.7% in, in 12 months. So, I mean, that is pretty significant in some ways and very interesting to see. Now, maybe it was because tracking on the scale, you know, using that number is a way of tracking your behavior and how things are going. It gives you some kind of accountability, right? So every time you get on the scale, it's gonna show you a number, it kinda of holds you accountable, like, oh, did it go up five pounds? Did it go down five pounds? It creates some natural feedback and it can serve as a source of motivation. So I can see why that is definitely important, right? Now, how often should you weigh in? 
Well, I'm gonna to talk to you about the three different options that you have, and it sort of depends on the type of person that you are and what motivates you or what doesn't motivate you because we don't want that as well. If you're on a weight loss journey right now, we want to motivate you as much as possible. Now, I said that I would tell you how often I weigh in. I always tell my clients, just so you know, my clients weigh in twice a week. We're gonna talk about that. And I pretty much tell my clients, you know, don't weigh in every day if it's gonna make you crazy. And I know if it's making them crazy because they'll email me several days in a row and say, my weight went up, my weight went down, my weight went up. And I'll say, why are you weighing in every day? <laughs> How often do I weigh in? I weigh in every day. Why? Because for me, well, for one, it doesn't bother me at all. I know that weight goes up and down daily. So I don't freak out if the scale goes up one or two pounds and I don't I don't celebrate really if the scale goes down one or two pounds. To me, it's just a number. It's a way for me to keep track. Um, I just like it. It doesn't bother me. I like to see where I'm at. If I see the scale go a little too high, which can happen, if I see it hit a number that I don't like, I immediately know, hey, I gotta cut back. You know, I'm starting to eat a little bit extra here. I'm starting to have cereal. I'm starting, things that I know are maybe starting to increase weight when I see a certain number, I know, okay, let's reel it back in. So there you have it. That's my little secret. I do weigh in daily, but it doesn't make me crazy. <laughs> so how often should you weigh in? As I said, it really does depend on the type of person that you are. One, daily. If you want to weigh in daily, you cannot be an obsessive type of person, all right? If you're not obsessive, and you understand that weight does go up and down daily, as I said, I understand that, so it doesn't bother me, right? If you get on the scale and it is up one day and you are gonna freak out, then daily weighing will not help you at all. If anything, it's gonna make things worse. And there's a few things you gotta know. Like the scale literally goes up and down daily because of things like hormones, so like women especially, when we get our period, when we ovulate, the scale can be up anywhere from one to three pounds, just from hormones. So you have to be able to take that into account when you get on the scale and you see it's gone up. You can't freak out. You have to be like, okay, where am I in my cycle? Because that will affect it. Another thing that'll cause the scale to rise or the number on the scale to rise is sodium. If you eat out the night before, likely your weight will be up because there's so much sodium in food. I say it all the time. I'll tell you right now, if I eat Mexican food, the next day I can easily be up two pounds. And I know it's just water weight. It's from the sodium. Um, Thai food, all ethnic food, sadly, is like loaded. Chinese food, forget it, loaded in sodium. If you have soup the night before, it's loaded in sodium. You could be up one to two pounds just in water weight. Another thing is you can get water retention from stress in the body. Any kind of stress on the body can cause water retention and that'll make the number on the scale go up. And that could include working out. Here you think, well, aren't I supposed to exercise to lose weight? You are, but exercise is a stress on the body. And you just have to know that. If you have a super intense workout, a super long workout, um, even heavy, heavy lifting, anything where you're physically exhausted or sore or, you know, you're, you had a solid workout, that stress on the body and it could cause weight gain the next day. Again, it's water retention. It's, it's nothing you have to avoid. You just have to be okay with it if you see it on the scale. 
What else can cause the weight to go up? Poor night's sleep. Yep, you actually do secrete hormones that help weight loss a lot when you're sleeping. They recommend seven to eight hours a night. If you don't get that, you might have a bad weigh-in. And the other thing is fat versus muscle. If you are doing a strength training program right now, if you are lifting more than you used to, and this this really happens a lot in January, right? Because everybody gets back on track with their workouts and they want to get ripped and this is the year they're going to do it. So they're lifting all the time. They're lifting more than they used to. They're putting on muscle, which is awesome, but muscle does weigh more than fat. And so you might not see that change on the scale. You might actually see a plateau. You might see a slight gain. Now, hopefully, if you're putting on muscle, you're losing inches if you're trying to lose weight or get ripped, I should say. Uh, And so that's why it's always important to also take your measurements. But fat versus muscle is important. I have a whole group right now who just started the Shred That Body program. That's one of my online programs to get super toned. And I always tell them, don't freak out if you don't see the scale go down because right now we're focusing on putting on muscle. And that's a great thing because the more muscle we have, the faster our metabolism will get too. So those are some things that might cause the scale to show a higher number one day. And if you can weigh in daily and just take the number for what it is and it does not bring you down, go for it. Like it does not bring me down to weigh in daily, so I like it. But if you at all sort of get depressed when you see a certain number or you know you wanna throw in the towel because you see a bad number, then for sure I would say let's not weigh in daily. And honestly, if you're doing my program, you'll weigh in how I tell you. Don't weigh in daily right now. I just don't think it's necessary. Now, what's the second option? So the weekly, so weighing in once a week. If you get slightly anxious when you do see that number on the scale go up, because you're weighing in daily, then I recommend the one time a week weigh-in. And really, it is this weekly progress that's what matters. It might benefit you to do the weekly weigh-in so that you're not discouraged on a daily basis. Do you see what I'm saying? Because if you're weighing in daily and that's and you see the scale go up one day, are you going to be like, What's the point? I was working so hard at this yesterday and I watched every bite and I logged every single thing that I ate and I still gained a pound and you throw the towel in. That's what I call getting discouraged from the number on the scale. That's not going to benefit you. You're going to throw in the towel, in which case don't do it. Weigh in weekly because that weekly average is more important. Um, Another thing that happens is you sabotage with alcohol and sweets. Because you're again, you go, well, the number went up on the scale. I may as well drink tonight. I didn't drink last night. I didn't have that Hershey's kiss I used to have, and the scale still went up. Again, it's a form of throwing in the towel. It's a form of self-sabotage. And really, it just leads you to be depressed, right? And, and you really just feel like a failure. So for you, if that's you, I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to feel inspired. I want you to feel empowered by your fitness level and you're trying to get healthy and you're trying to lose weight, in which case let's do a weigh-in every Monday for you, okay? Now, when I say that, I actually, what I recommend and what I make my clients do is we do weigh in every Monday, but we also weigh in Friday morning. And if you've listened to my podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about this. Here's the thing. 
From Monday to Friday, most people are usually so on track with their food and their workouts and they're just rocking it. And so I like to get a Friday morning weigh-in before the weekend hits because a lot can go wrong on the weekend. And what I was finding like nine or 10 years ago when I started my program is that some people were saying they did great all week and then they would not have a good weigh-in on Monday. And I would look at their food log, because that's what I do. I look at their food logs every day. And I would say, yeah, you rocked it Monday through Friday. But man, did you let it go on Saturday and Sunday, right? Because they went out to eat. They drank too much. They had so many sweets. And they sort of like lost control on the weekend. And then it undid all the hard work from Monday through Friday. Now, had they done a Friday morning weigh-in, we probably would have known, were they on track before that bad weekend happened? So the Friday morning weigh-in can tell us, were you on track? Are things working? And it can motivate you quite often to stay on track the rest of the weekend, if it's a good number, right? If that number is down a little bit, and again, it won't be down a lot. It's only been four days since your last weigh-in. And it can take a full week, quite honestly, to lose a full pound. So don't expect a lot of loss on Friday, but there should be a little bit of loss and maybe that will keep you motivated to stay on track all weekend. So weekly weigh-in, but honestly, it's kind of like two weigh-ins because I do think that the Friday morning one is important so that you can see if things were on track. Now, so that's daily weigh-in, you have that option. You have the weekly weigh-in option. And then you have the never weigh-in option. Now, who should never weigh in? If you have battled an eating disorder, weighing in is generally not a good idea for you. It can trigger old feelings and responses when you see the number go up, and that is just not worth it. Many people who have struggled with eating disorders are told to give the scale away. And there are so many other things that you can focus on if you're trying to get fit and healthy that won't lead you back to the disorder you once had. And again, a lot of people who've had that eating disorder, it's just, they just, it makes them very anxious and very neurotic and they get very obsessed. And if you've been that person, you know exactly what I'm talking about and we don't want you to go back to that. I would much rather you focus on other things than the scale to get fit and healthy. So if you're that person, you, I would agree. Don't weigh in, don't buy the scale, get rid of the scale, don't make it your focus, all right? Now, a lot of people ask me, well, when do I weigh in? And it's funny because in all of my manuals for all of my programs and in every email that I send to my clients the day before I weigh in, I pretty much always tell them when to weigh in. And then there's always like one or two people who tell me that they weighed in at a completely different time and I'm always so confused. <laughs> okay, so when to weigh in. You wanna weigh in first thing in the morning. That means before you eat breakfast, before you work out, and hopefully after you have gone to the bathroom. So I hope and assume that almost all of you get up to pee first thing when you get up in the morning. That's the first thing I do. And if you can sort of sip on your coffee for a little while and have a bowel movement before your weigh-in, that is the ideal time. Like right after your bowel movement, weigh in, and then you can go eat breakfast. 
that's the ideal time to weigh in. You always want to weigh in the same time generally every morning, meaning don't weigh in on Monday morning after all the things I just told you and then next week weigh in Monday evening. That's a full day of food in your stomach. That's like three pounds different potentially, if not more. So you always wanna weigh in around the same time. Um, and again, I'm not saying like, oh, 7 a.m. every time. It, it could be 7 a.m. one Monday and 8.30 one Monday, but the more important part is that it's before breakfast, before the workout, after the bathroom. Okay, so that's important. Another thing that's important is you always need to weigh in from the same home scale. Your scale is different than every scale. You could go to your neighbor's house and it might read one to two pounds up. You can go to a hotel, it could be a three pound difference. You probably go to the doctor's office and have to get on the scale and are like, wait, my scale said every scale is balanced a little different. So you want to always use the same scale that you used on day one that way, that is what you're working with and there's not a lot of other variables that it could be. So super important. I have had people tell me like, okay, I went to the gym, I worked out and then I hopped on that gym scale and you know, it said I'm this weight. What? <laughs> I said, okay, everything is wrong with that situation. The gym scale is not balanced the same as a home scale. The gym scale gets like rebalanced every day by people who are touching that scale, moving that scale. After a workout, you're gonna be lighter almost always after a workout because of all the sweat that you just lost. So that's not accurate. If your first weigh-in was before a workout and your second weigh-in the next week is after a workout, we have too many variables there. So never, never weigh in after a workout. That's just not gonna work. And you don't wanna weigh in after you've eaten food. So this person also had had breakfast, they'd had a protein shake. It's like, okay, no. So, Again, make it nice and easy for yourself. You're gonna weigh in in the morning on the same scale before breakfast, before a workout, and hopefully after the bathroom, the number two bathroom. Got it? Now, is the number on the scale the only thing you should be focusing on if you're trying to lose weight? Absolutely no. It really just can't be. It's just not all about that. There are so many non-scale victories that are so important in a weight loss journey. So one would be your energy level. A lot of people come to me and they're like, I just don't have any energy. You know, I, I know I'm overweight and I know I'm not eating right and I'm just ready to make that change. And so they start the Earn That Body program and they start telling me, I, have, I feel so good. I haven't had this much energy in so long. I no longer have that four o'clock crash in energy. Energy level is important. It's telling us that things are on the right track. Another thing would be how you look in the mirror. Sometimes I can look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I look great today. Like I, I had a, you know, I, I feel good about myself today. And then I get on the scale and if the number is up, then all of a sudden I'm like, telling myself, oh, that's bad, I, how could that be? And I'm sort of like, I don't actually, I don't, it doesn't happen to me that often, I'm not gonna lie, because again, I can get on the scale and if it says I'm up, I usually can relate it to something. But I know that this is the stuff that goes through your mind, right? You, you feel good and you feel like you should have had a good weigh-in, but then you don't, and now you're negative and depressed and it can't be like that. If you look in the mirror and you're like, I feel good, I look good, then 
no matter what the number on the scale says, let's not worry about it, right? Because you're feeling good. You look good. Another thing is taking your measurements. All my clients take their measurements when we start a program because like I said, there's so many factors that can affect a scale and muscle is one of them. And I hope that you are putting on muscle. I would rather you weigh more with muscle than just be skinny. On this, you know, being skinny and light on the scale is not necessarily healthy. So always take measurements so that when you are getting towards your goal or, or say you're trying to do something for four weeks or six weeks, you can go back and take after measurements and see if they are getting better. Also, performance is another thing that you can look at to focus on other than the number on the scale. If you are a runner, a biker, a triathlete, a swimmer, or even just someone who goes to the gym, is your performance getting better? Are you feeling stronger? Are you getting faster? All of those things are a great way to know if things are on track for your health. Uh, for some people, their skin starts to clear. Their skin starts to glow. Like that's another one I get all the time after a few weeks on the program. They say, oh my gosh, my skin is amazing right now. You know, it's been a long time since I've had clear skin and that's great. That's a non-scale victory. That's important. Sleep, that's another one. Hands down, I probably get the most. People tell me after the program, they say, I never slept so well in my life. One of the reasons for that because I have people cut a lot of the alcohol out. Alcohol will mess with your sleep way more than you realize. Now you do notice, I didn't say I make my clients cut all the alcohol out. I'm not crazy, um, but definitely reducing the amount of alcohol helps you get a better night's sleep. And then the last thing is just like, how do you feel overall? Asking yourself like, do I feel good right now? Am I happy how I feel? Because usually when people come to me, they're like, they don't feel good. That's why they come to me. I don't fit into this. I have no energy. I don't sleep through the night. My skin's a mess. I'm bloated all the time. I have gas. I'm cranky. I'm irritable. All these things, clearly they do not feel good. But once we can get things dialed in, get the nutrition on track, get their bodies moving, working out, they usually say they feel so much better. And that's a really important step for you to take if you are on a weight loss journey to check in personally with yourself, have a personal moment <laughs> and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? Because I always say, if you're present in how you feel and you feel good, you're more likely to stick to that way of eating because you're making this positive connection, like this feels good. And I know for me, and I've said it before, when I felt the worst in my life, I was chunkier, I had, you know, wasn't eating well, and I literally didn't feel good in my body. And I don't ever want to go back to that because I was really present in how it felt. I didn't like the way it felt at all. And so for me, if I even, you know, have a couple days of eating bad and I start to feel the most minute amount of not feeling good in my body, I stop it immediately because I just don't want to go back to that. Doesn't feel good. So always check in with some of those non-scale victories and please realize that the number on the scale is not the end all be all. It is not. It's about being healthy. And sometimes we have to get a little healthy in the mind as well, not just that number on the scale. So that's only one factor. I know we all think it's the most important factor. And of course I want to help my clients lose weight if that's their goal, but it's not for everyone, right? Um, 
for everyone that has not had an eating disorder before, I'll personally say I do think weighing in weekly is probably the best way to do it. Keeps you on track. I've seen people who, again, we're not talking about people with eating disorders, but I've seen people who don't weigh in and don't have a scale and I've seen them put on a lot of weight and they don't realize it. Like, you know, they keep, (laughs) you guys are gonna laugh, but somehow I feel like you all know what I'm talking about. You know when you're like, God, these jeans must have shrunk (laughs) in the dryer. Or you're like, oh man, these shorts must have shrunk in the dryer. They, these must be getting old. And you keep telling yourself that instead of realizing that maybe you have gained some weight, right? Have you been there? I've been there, totally been there. Even in these days, I still get like that, you know, like I'll start to feel something get tight and I'm always like first to say, must be the dryer. But you might be putting on weight, right? And if you weighed in at least weekly, you would know. And sometimes it's good to catch yourself Maybe you're three to five pounds up. Let's catch it then because it's a lot easier to dial it back in when you're five pounds overweight than when it's 10 to 15 pounds. So as long as that scale doesn't give you complete anxiety, I think the once a week weigh-in with, again, with the Friday morning weigh-in added in, um, that tends to be the best way to stay on track. And one last thing to note, A good weigh-in or a bad weigh-in, they don't really exist, okay? These are numbers. You're not a good person because you lost weight. Your neighbor's not good because she lost more weight than you did. You're not a bad person because you gained weight. You're just a person, okay? We have to stop attaching so much positivity or negativity to a number on the scale. Uh, You know, who you are has nothing to do with that number on the scale. So please don't forget that. Who you are, you are awesome. End of story, right? You're awesome. Every day you're awesome. Whether you're five pounds up or five pounds down, I can guarantee you that you're awesome. So I want you to focus really on being healthy, eating all nutrients. I want you to eat the carbs, the fat, the protein. I want you to eat the veggies. I want you to eat the fruit, the whole grains. I want you to work out. Because if you're doing those things, you're doing great. You're awesome. How many times do I have to tell you? You're awesome. If you still feel like you're struggling right now, because this is the time. Say we're a few weeks past New Year's, and this is the time where like 90% of people tried some fad diet. They tried something extreme because they want to lose the weight fast, and, and they think that they have to do something extreme. So this is about when everybody starts failing miserably, right? And the gym becomes pleasant again because it's not crowded, <laughs> because all those people who were there the first couple of weeks have already given up. And unfortunately, when you do these extreme diets and these fad diets and these things that are just so hard to sustain, this is about when you start failing. And then you feel miserable because you feel like, well, once again, I couldn't do it. I'm never gonna lose this weight, you know, and and you just feel unsuccessful and it's not empowering. If you're that person right now, I literally want you to email me. Email me directly. And I'll tell you right now, I am a one woman show. I answer my emails. And my email is kim at earnthatbody.com. 
It is my job, it is my quest, it is my personal endeavor to help people lose weight in a healthy way. And that's why I created Earn That Body. And I want to help people, I only want to help them do it in a healthy, sustainable way. So if you're looking for the quick fix, do not email me, because I won't be able to help you. But if you feel like you're failing and you keep doing these quick fix diets and they just, you realizing that it's too extreme, you can't sustain it by Friday, you throw in the towel, let's find a way to help you lose the weight naturally. I don't wanna say naturally, but sort of. Like we're gonna eat real food and you're never gonna be starving the way that I do it. No, you won't lose 10 pounds the first week, but yes, you will lose 10 pounds and be able to sustain it, unlike the fad diets that are going on. So again, if you're someone who's struggling, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. I will figure out which of my many programs that I have is the best one for you. And I have price points at all ranges. So yes, I have very personalized programs that are gonna be more expensive, but I also have less expensive because again, I wanna be able to suit everyone. Now, if you missed the freebie that I gave out in the first podcast of this year, the New Year's one that gave you these tips to to drop the holiday weight, if you missed the freebie in that podcast, wow, that was a huge hit. Basically what I did is I made a dial it back in tracker for you. It's a PDF, it's something that you can just print out and people were emailing me saying it totally helped them. They lost weight in five days by charting all this information that I gave them and it made me so happy to hear that so many people were printing this out putting it to good use. It's free, everyone. I just made it because I thought it would help a lot of people get back on track. If you missed that podcast episode, I believe it was number 118, but you can get the tracker if you just go to earnthatbody.com forward slash tracker, T-R-A-C-K-E-R. All right, so feel free to pick it up because again, it's something you can print out and have handy. It's free to you. I'm calling it a, this is funny, it's kind. It's a freebie, right? And I realized that it's a free BT, get it? Free EBT? What do you think of that? I don't know, a free BT. Anyway, I'm gonna be giving more of these free BTs away with the podcast because what I realized is so many people are listening to podcasts when they're driving or when they're running. Uh, this is me, right? I'm, I'm basically telling you what I do. But uh, all my friends tell me they, they listen to podcasts in the car and they listen to when they're running. And who can write anything down? Like, I'm always like, man, I should listen to podcasts like at a desk so that I could take notes. But because that's not the way the world works or what most of us are doing, I wanna start making a lot more of these free BTs. I don't know if we're gonna be able to call it that because I laugh when I say it. But I wanna start making more freebies that go with an episode. That way you don't have to write something down but you can go to the link and print it out after. So you might even get like a little notebook. Gosh, I would love to see that. If somebody gets a little notebook and starts printing these, these freebies and has a little place, please put it online. Please put it in your Insta story or on Facebook because I would love to see that, but I recommend it. I do that when I get certain little freemiums, they call them from certain podcasters and whatnot, and I make a, a notebook and I save all this. It's like great information. And again, it's free. So definitely go and get the tracker. Guess what else I did this last week? I was on Studio 512, which is always an honor. I am their health and fitness guru on this uh, local TV show in Austin. 
And this week's episode was about how to do a no excuses workout. What is that? Well, you know when you're stuck at home because maybe your kiddo is sick and you couldn't go to the gym, or when you're in a hotel for work and you're like, there's no gym around and I I don't even know what to do for a workout. Well, on this segment on TV, we did the 30 minute no excuses workout. And it is awesome because I literally did it the other day and I got my booty kicked and all you need is a chair. That's why you can no longer be at home and say, I couldn't work out because if you have a chair and my workout, you can get an awesome workout in 30 minutes. So if you miss a segment or you don't follow me on Facebook, which why, why would you not follow me on Facebook? (laughs) Follow her in that body on Facebook, on Instagram. Well, anyway, I made you a free BT on that too. Go to shockthatbody.com forward slash workout 30. That one's a little different. Instead of earnthatbody.com, it's at shockthatbody.com forward slash workout 30. And there is the link to my episode on TV with the full PDF workout that tells you exactly what to do for the 30 minutes. And uh, honestly, it is an awesome workout. So you're going to print that out. You're going to put that in your new little notebook, and then you're going to take a picture and put it on your Insta story so I can see it. And make sure you tag her in that body so I can see it. All right. Now, because as I just said, you're in the car and you're like, well, how am I ever going to remember shockthatbody.com forward slash workout 30? I I know what you're thinking. I'm always going to put these links in the show notes for the podcast. So now you're like, well, where the heck is that? Go to earnthatbody.com. That's all you have to remember. My website and there is a podcast tab And if you ever go to that, you can see all the episodes I've ever had. And in the episode description, I'll go ahead and put the link there to the free BT. Got it? Got it. Okay, we're good. Thank you so much for listening and remembering that Earn That Body podcast is designed to give you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. I am wishing you the most awesome week ever and perhaps you'll weigh in maybe daily maybe weekly or maybe not at all bye for more information about kim eagle's online programs go to earnthatbody.com or check out earn that body on all forms of social media including facebook twitter instagram pinterest and youtube